Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We spoke earlier with Alex Pearson on the Tim Bosma trial in uh, in Hamilton. Well, close to Hamilton in uh, Glanbrook, uh, Benbrook, uh, a 29-year-old area resident was killed by a shotgun blast in the driveway of a home as he was allegedly attempting to steal a truck that was parked there. A confrontation between Jonathan Dwight Stiers and the truck's owner, Peter Kill, 26 years of age, took place, and Mr. Stiers was 29. Mr. Kill is charged with second-degree murder. He's never had a problem with the, with the law. Uh, he's a military reservist. And there are dueling petitions online. And one of them is calling for no charges to be laid against Peter Kill. That one had 13,000 reported signatures yesterday. There's another one that argues dying over the theft should not happen. And uh, my extension supports the murder charge, I guess. And that one had a thousand signatures. So 13,000 supporting no criminal charges against Peter Kill and 1,000 supporting the charges. Had the entire incident played out in Texas instead of in Ontario, what charges would Peter Kill have been facing? I got to thinking about that and I called Andy Kahn, who's the head of the Victims of Crime Office in the Houston Mayor's Office. We've talked to Andy many times over the years on justice issues, how they pertain uh, to Canada and uh, and Texas. And Mr. Kahn, in fact, alerted me to a serial killer selling artwork online, one of the guys in our jails, and we managed to put a stop to that, thanks to Andy. Andy, you saw the, uh, the story in the Canadian media. I, I sent you the reports yesterday. What do you say about what happened? Well, believe it or not, in Texas and in many states, we have what's called the Castle Doctrine. It basically gives citizens in their homes in many states, and also includes their cars, the right to protect themselves, and the use of force can be used, and in some cases, deadly force, particularly if the offense is occurring in the evening. So in other words, you can use deadly force to stop someone who's committing an arson a burglary, a robbery, theft during nighttime, and theft of an automobile would constitute the legitimate use of deadly force in Texas. Hence, no criminal charges would apply. Would there have to be uh, a component that you felt physically or personally under threat, from what I understand Mr. Kill's lawyer says, that Mr. Kill felt under threat by the uh, by what was going on? Would that, uh, it, would that be part of it? It's certainly helpful, but the fact that this occurred... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this occurred after midnight. And since it occurred in the evening, that renders any other mitigating factor, factors moot. It, you don't even have to have facts if you felt threatened or you felt that you had the need to use deadly force because you were protecting your property in the evening. So so that's it. Uh, you, you assess the situation as your property is being stolen or about to be stolen on your property, in this case it's a rolling property, a truck on on stationary property or your driveway, you right. assess the situation for being that, you go outside, you shoot the individual who's taking your truck, or appears to be taking your truck, and there's there's no there's no criminal charge. Is there an investigation as to whether or not the guy was taking the truck or whether something else was going on? I mean, certainly you're going to investigate whether someone was trying to, you know, take your property without your permission. I mean, obviously that's going to be a factor. And from what I've been reading in this case, 
I don't think that's an issue. The person was, from what I understand, trying to take the individual's truck in the in this particular homeowner. If it was in the state of Texas, which has a very strong what's called a castle doctrine, he would not be facing criminal charges, no ifs, ands, or buts. And prior to the castle doctrine, and I remember when Pennsylvania brought it in, um, I was talking to the state congressman who was responsible for that piece of legislation. And he said, prior to uh, to the Castle Doctrine being brought in, your obligation was to flee. Yep, you're absolutely correct. If you were not, if you were not threatened with any physical harm or anything of that nature, your main action was to avoid confrontation. Correct. Are there any states uh, in the U.S. where an individual would potentially face murder charges over what happened in Ontario? You would potentially face them. You know, sometimes, you know, actual charges will be brought for a grand jury. But, you know, in case in states like Texas with a strong law, grand jury has always no-billed any particular defendant. We had a situation some years ago that took on a lot of national and international attention of a guy that was fleeing, uh, was burglarized the neighbor's house, and he was running, and the guy saw him running across his yard, and he came out, ordered him to stop, and they refused to stop, and he shot and killed him. That case was taken to a grand jury, and the grand jury no-billed the homeowner. Uh, let me, one, one other question. Texas has uh, you have open carry law now, right? Yes. And uh, I, I saw a photograph, and I wasn't sure whether it was real or not. Uh, two individuals in the store, both of them carrying um, what looked like assault rifles slung around their uh, on their backs. Yes, some of the, you know, there are a lot of different stores and restaurants are having to deal with it, and also a lot of public places, for example, zoos and museums right now, and a lot of them have individual restrictions as to whether one can actually have open carry in their establishment or not. So it's, it's, it's pretty brand new, so a lot of people in the state of Texas are still getting used to where they can carry and where they cannot carry, and usually in a private business has that option of whether allowing it or not. For example, grocery stores for the most part aren't allowing people to carry firearms in there. What percentage, do we know what percentage of Texans actually uh, carry a gun, whether it's open or, or otherwise? Uh, good question. Frankly, I really do not know. And I think it, since the law is such in its infantile stages, I think we'll probably have some better data probably years down the road. All right. But in this case, if the if the incident that happened in Ontario with the truck had happened in Texas, no criminal charges. Nope, and especially because it happened in the evening when it's considered dark. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. No charges would be filed. Andy, thank you so much for the time. You bet. I'll be following this. Good luck, Roy. You bet. Andy Kahn, he's the head of the uh, Office of uh, Crime Victims in the office of the mayor of the city of Houston. So in Canada, in Ontario, second-degree murder charges for the 26-year-old who fired a shotgun and killed, allegedly, fired the shotgun, and allegedly is responsible for the death of a 29-year-old who's alleged to have been stealing his truck. Second-degree murder charge. In Texas, there would be no charge whatsoever. None. None.